Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As die-hard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. Well, we just witnessed and we continue to witness another cover-up by the Biden administration. That's what's going on with the media and the way they're covering this balloon story. And I got to say, you know, there's a lot of people making fun of the balloon, having a good time with it. Um, It's serious. It's really serious. And Americans should be taking it very seriously. The the, the problem with the balloon, and, and one of the issues I think with our conversation about this is because it is a balloon and, and a balloon, you know, you think of kids' birthday parties and hot air balloons, but this isn't a party favor. All right. This isn't a, a pinata. This isn't that kind of balloon. I mean, this is a balloon that military experts have said, have the capability to load a weapon on it. You can, of course, from 60,000 feet, fire off a blast, an EMP blast that will, well, put out a commission, our electric grid for X amount of miles. Uh, And furthermore, this was a spy balloon, a Chinese spy balloon. And it just, you know, happened to fly over Montana, over an Air Force base that happens to also be surrounded by very sensitive nuclear sites. And if we don't address the elephant in the room, if we cannot acknowledge what this really means, which is that the Communist Chinese Party has corrupted Washington, D.C. The Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated the Oval Office, even, of the United States of America. That's what this is really about. Yeah, you know, this balloon coming over, uh, yes, it represents the emasculation of America. But why did China send this? Why, why, Why was this sent over the United States? Why was it permitted to travel for seven days from the Aleutian Islands through Canada back into Montana, into the United States, and all the way? It completed its mission before it was shot down. Why did the Chinese send this? Now, we're going to go through and ask a lot of questions today, and I have answers for them, fortunately for you, but the media isn't asking any of these questions, by the way. They're busy, they're busy, you know, constructing this postmortem narrative to justify and explain what just took place, and they're building Frankenstein's monster, by the way, and what I mean by that is they're just taking pieces of half-truths of complete falsifications, and they're trying to put them and assemble them in some kind of order to convey something that is not true. The most important, relevant collection of emails right now from the Hunter Biden laptop is without a doubt the emails that convey that Hunter Biden and James Biden received millions of dollars in payments from CEFC, a Chinese energy company with close associations to the Communist Chinese Party, to the state. And that's what these companies do in China, by the way. 
They're very smart. They prop up these companies. Yes, it's an energy company, but that's not really their purpose. You know, this Chinese energy company, which is now bankrupt, by the way, it's owned by the communist Chinese completely outright. But the lie for a long time was that CEFC, this Chinese energy company, was privately owned. And they denied any associations with the Communist Chinese Party, even though the founder, the chairman of the CEFC, who founded that company around 2002, 2003, somewhere in there, well, he was what they call a princeling. A princeling. I'm going to explain what that is. He was a princeling. And you know who else is a princeling? Xi. A princeling in China is the offspring of the people that were involved in basically the communist revolution. They are the, the modern day, you know, they're, they're, they're the quote unquote founding fathers of the, of the current CCP. And this company was used to go into, for example, the Czech Republic. Look, bear with it. You don't want to miss this episode, by the way. You don't have to listen to anyone else to understand the significance and what's going on with the Chinese balloon. But the history of the Communist Chinese Party, the history of what they've done around the world, is all so relevant right now to what just took place. So with the Czech Republic, the Czech Republic used to be a communist place. Well, they overthrew that government and they created a democracy, which is the modern Czech Republic. The Czech Republic hated China. They expressed their disdain for China without any reservation because the Czech Republic overthrew communism. So obviously they had an issue with the communist Chinese and communism around the world. Well, the chairman of the CEFC circa 2013, 14, 15, well, they had a new election in Czech, in the Czech Republic, and a new president was elected. And as soon as that took place, the chairman of this energy company became one of his closest economic advisors. Isn't that odd? Isn't that odd that a Chinese chairman of an energy company from a foreign country is going to somehow be one of your closest advisors in a Western country? That seems odd. Doesn't that seem like something that maybe the government would want to take place? Of course. And he went about, he bought, he bought the biggest soccer team in the Czech Republic. I mean, he, he made all these financial purchases that made no sense monetarily, but that wasn't the point. He was buying the Czech Republic. And this is the same individual, the same company that paid Hunter Biden. And in those emails, of course, it's exposed that Hunter Biden expected to receive $10 million for three years, $30 million. And what was he getting paid for? He says it in the email, introductions alone. Obviously, he and James Biden weren't being paid for their energy expertise. They didn't have any. Introductions alone. And by the way, the same energy company, CEFC, look, this isn't some kind of conspiracy theory. This isn't some sort of like fantasy like the left comes up with. There's evidence all around. It's in front of our faces. For example, the CEFC set up an NGO, for example. That's weird. Why would this energy company set up an NGO that embedded itself in the United Nations, 
that was cozy with leaders around the world doing the bidding of the communist Chinese. And this NGO, the person that the chairman of CEFC, Yao Ming is his name, by the way, but, you know, who cares? Yabba Dabba Do, right? Well, the person he selected to run the NGO was arrested by the FBI. Do you know why? For bribery. He was paying African leaders, in this case, money, and he got caught. And he, he offered them something like $3 million. Well, Hunter Biden and James Biden got $4.5 million. So it's so obvious what's going on here. And if you understand that the communist Chinese, look, their greatest success. I mean, yeah, I'm worried about them purchasing farmland in the United States. That should absolutely not be happening. But, but, but that's the least of our concerns. Their smartest purchase, their most important purchase hasn't been American farmland. It's been buying the president of the United States. And this same energy company, by the way, these payments didn't just start in 2017. They started in 2003. That's when a wire was made to Hunter Biden for $100,000. My point is they have been pursuing this avenue for a long time. And what this balloon episode represents is the culmination of their, their efforts, a success. This balloon was a victory lap for China. It was a middle finger. It was a mockery. They sent it to, to test Joe Biden, if you will. Let's see if our investment paid off. I dare you to do something about this balloon. And here we are scratching our heads. Well, I, I just can't understand this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The media is saying X, Y, and Z. It's all BS. It's all BS. China is basically... I mean, they're even mocking Joe because these people are powerless to do anything because they're so fearful of being exposed because they've taken money from the communist Chinese. I mean, Blinken, for example, Anthony Blinken, because the point is Joe Biden's not the only one who is in the pocket of the communist Chinese. Blinken is is one of them. Millie is one of them. Okay, Blinken, when Joe Biden set up, for example, you know, his think tank at the University of Pennsylvania, the Biden Penn Center, well, guess who he tapped to run it? Blinken. And tens of millions of dollars from anonymous Chinese donors poured in. The Chinese have bought the United States of America. That's what's going on. So let's just go through this because, like I said, this is a cover-up. And the really the most significant investigation that needs to take place, bar none, above all of them, is into Joe Biden and Chinese corruption. That is it. That is the most dangerous problem that we face. And if we cannot acknowledge and openly talk about comfortably and recognize what is going on here, which is that the, 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 the Washington, D.C. and our politicians have been corrupted by the communist Chinese, we're not going to make it, guys. We're not going to make it if we can't acknowledge that because that's what's happened. 
All right. So let's go through some of this together. Let's ask some of those questions that the media is not asking and won't ask. So on Wednesday, on Wednesday of last week, that's when we learned that a Chinese spy balloon was soaring above Billings, Montana. Now, how did we learn about this? Did the government tell us? Did they warn us? Did they tell the governor of that state, John Forte? Did they say, hey, guys, we've got a problem here. We want to warn you. Don't worry. No, the government didn't tell us that. The only reason we know about this is because photographers and people with iPhones saw it with their bare eye. Scary stuff, huh? And then the Biden administration didn't even come out and recognize its existence until Thursday. So the American people, Montanans, they're sitting there looking up at the sky. They know it's not a UFO. They're very concerned. And they have to wait. Wait a day until the Biden administration can come up with some kind of BS strategy to try and cover their tracks. Because the Biden administration, as we have learned, wanted to cover it up. The Biden administration did not want the American people to know that a Chinese spy balloon had entered U.S. airspace, invaded the sovereignty of the United States of America. They didn't want that to be known. There's the first problem. And then we get this BS story, right? Well, you know, Joe Biden, who's so tough on China, well, he wanted to shoot it down on Wednesday But Mark Milley and other military officials advised him that it could kill everybody. It was a danger to the civilians on the ground. Now, no doubt if this balloon was flying over New York City, uh, you wouldn't want to shoot it down. I understand that. But we then found out what? That NORAD had actually become aware of the balloon's presence on January 28th. January 28th, that's when it was flying over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. And then, apparently, apparently, now here's the thing too, the, the, the Biden administration could not get their story straight throughout this, right? We heard from Corrine Jean-Pierre that she was briefed on this, and Joe was briefed on this on Tuesday. Joe Biden claimed he found out about it on Wednesday. Then later we found out that The military became aware of it on January 28th. So it's possible that they just didn't inform Joe Biden. They waited several days. But the idea that they didn't shoot it down because they were worried that it was going to kill Americans on the ground is BS because it flew over the Aleutian Islands in the Pacific Ocean. It came over Canada, came into Montana. Have you, Captain, have you been to Montana before? I'm going to Montana in June, by the way. I'm going to Montana in June. I'm going to have a newborn, a daughter. We love going out there. And uh, we stay at this place, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's kind of bougie, to be honest. But anyway, it's a dude ranch. But, you know, um, we fly into Missoula, okay? And then a driver picks us up. And we drive about an hour and 45 minutes to this location, Uh, elsewhere, still in western Montana there. And there is not a single town on the entire drive for an hour and 45 minutes. Not a single person in sight. Just some moose, if you're lucky. Maybe a ram here and there. There are uh, more cows than people in Montana. They outnumber people by more than two to one, as a matter of fact. 
So not only is it BS that they couldn't have found a moment to shoot down the balloon over Montana, which is one of the least populated states in America, but they also had ample opportunity on other occasions. Now, here's the other thing that proves these people are liars. You know, since Joe Biden shot down the balloon on Saturday, well, the media has been saying, you know, Bloomberg, for example, who's the one who told us, well, I'll get into that in a second. But after the balloon was shot down, they're saying, well, this gave us time to study the balloon. Now they're saying it was almost intentional, right? By not shooting down the balloon, it gave us an opportunity to study it as it traveled for seven days all across the United States. Well, why would Joe Biden want to shoot the balloon down if their intention was to study the balloon? Do you see the conflict there? So Joe Biden waits until the balloon finishes its mission and then shoots it down. And we're supposed to celebrate this? Unbelievable. So a few other interesting points here. If I was, you know, a media person, a journalist, if you will, some questions I might ask. Well, Blinken, of course, on Friday announced that he was canceling a trip to Beijing, a supposed diplomatic trip that had been unannounced, by the way. So get this. Nobody knew that Blinken was going to Beijing. He had not announced the trip. And then on Friday, Blinken announces dramatically that he's not going to Beijing, which nobody knew was happening in the first place. And he does it, you know, hours before he, he, he's supposed to leave. Now, of course, the justification for canceling that trip was, well, uh, we had Chinese aggression in America with this balloon. So he couldn't possibly go. He had to cancel the trip. Why did he wait until Friday to cancel the trip? Did that not, did, did that not, did that aggression not happen on January 28th when they flew over the Aleutian Islands? I mean, the guy had a full week. The balloon is flying, comes back through Canada into the United States of America. He doesn't cancel the trip on Wednesday when it's flying over our nuclear sites. He doesn't cancel it on Thursday. He cancels it on Friday. Bloomberg reported that the reason the Biden administration wanted to keep this from the American people, that they hoped we wouldn't see it, was because they didn't want to have to cancel Blinken's trip to China. If that's true, what does that tell you about this administration? They didn't care that the balloon, that the Chinese were spying on us, that they were hovering over our Air Force bases and nuclear sites. They just wanted Blinken to be able to have his vacation in Beijing. And the second reason Bloomberg gave was that the Biden administration feared that this would hurt them in terms of their 2024 presidential ambitions. It would hurt the Democratic Party and Joe Biden. Explain this to me. If we're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists here claiming that Joe Biden is bought and paid for by by the communist Chinese, right? One of the biggest problems we have with Joe Biden are the allegations of corruption. In other places too, but obviously here, corruption as it relates to China and taking money from them is the most important. So if your goal is to not appear weak against China, why wouldn't you announce as soon as you could that you had spotted this Chinese spy balloon 
shoot it down, and show the world how tough you are. Did it make Joe Biden look strong when he permitted the balloon to fly all the way across our country for seven days, monitoring our facilities before he finally shot it down when it was out of the United States? No, it makes no sense whatsoever. And the media, of course, I think this is hilarious, by the way, Captain. The media, they're they're now defending Joe Biden's action by saying that three balloons came into the U.S. under the Trump administration. Does anyone else, is anyone else thinking what I'm thinking right now? Everything that Trump has ever done, uh, well, that's been used to impeach him, right, to attack Donald Trump. And now, now they are using what Trump, this isn't true, by the way. I got to point that out, that that we're going to dismantle the whole balloon thing in a second. Um, But they're now using Trump did it as a defense that it's okay. Trump did it was the lock him up chant. And now Trump did it is the it's okay. But look, they tried to normalize this very early. And there's nothing normal about this. There's nothing normal about this. Now, you know what, Captain, cue up uh, cut two for me. Actually, uh, cue up cut two. I, I want you to hear. So, so this is what the media latched onto, right? Well, Trump had three balloons under his watch, and he didn't shoot them down. All right, go ahead and play uh, cut two, Captain. Go. John, the Biden administration is trying to minimize this explosive situation uh, in this past week, and the Department of Defense is claiming that uh, there were three balloons, Chinese spy balloons, that entered the United States airspace during the Trump administration and that they were not shot down and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump, wasn't reporting. I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. As I said to you earlier, this was unprecedented. We have- Yes, yes. That is a point I have been making since, I think, Friday when I started writing about this. And it, it, it's the best point possible. So, okay, so firstly, we found out that the Biden administration was so desperate to come up with some kind of justification well, why they're so desperate that they had to say Trump did it? That was the first thing. So desperate. So pathetic. But the, the Trump administration, nobody was aware of any, any of these instances happening, which means nobody even told them about them. And, and the instances that they're talking about, if they're true, if they did take place, okay? A Chinese spy balloon floating over the Aleutian Islands for 30 seconds before hovering outside of American airspace is not the same thing as a Chinese spy balloon floating seven days across the United States of America. Am I making sense here, Captain? Those are not 
to be equated. Completely different things. Yes. And so for them to try and pretend like this happened under Trump, I mean, you had a, a, a media that hated Donald Trump. They actually were, were so desperate to destroy Trump and oust him from the presidency that what did they do? They had to invent things that he didn't do. Trump-Russia collusion, quid pro quo, J6 insurrection, taxes. They never could find anything. So you mean to tell me, I mean, look, quid pro quo, remember this, he had a perfect phone call with Zelensky. And then you had somebody on that phone call, whatever his name was, fat boy, um, Anyway, it'll come to you, Captain. I, I, I've, I've forgotten his name, but, you know, you had, you had the guy, I think, uh, Vindman, Lieutenant, I think Colonel Vindman, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, whatever. So you had Vindman, as people do, listening to these phone calls, and he leaks, he leaks something that isn't true, that on the phone call, he's just so concerned for national security that somebody who had the, the clearance to be on that phone call betrayed Trump and tried to manipulate this story. He put out this fake story to the press of this quid pro quo that didn't happen. Adam Schiff and the Democratic Party ran with it and they eventually impeached him over it. So you mean to tell me these same people, these people who were spying on Trump, leaking about him, making up stories to try and oust him, that if there had been a Chinese spy balloon floating across the United States of America like we just witnessed right now, that they were going to, what, cover that up to protect Trump? You have to be an absolute idiot. Idiot. To be claiming that, well, Trump did it too. Yes, exactly. I don't recall any Montanans looking up at the sky and reporting sightings of Chinese spy balloons the size of three school buses. He's right. It didn't happen. And to claim otherwise is dishonest. I don't understand. You know, I guess I do. I say I don't understand because I'm just exasperated. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. And, and you know, but, but all this, and, yeah. and you know that you do have an eyewitness <laughs> in your show, right? That, that I can prove what this gentleman just said. Uh, oh, you ready to out yourself? No, I'm not. I'm, you know, I people know that I fly. This is a big for, moment. Uh, people know well, that let's, I, let's, I, oh, I, I do fly for a living. I don't. You can't, I never you can't. say what company, but I do fly for a living. Captain, this has to be done correctly. If you're gonna, if you're gonna come, if you're, you're coming out of the closet right now. I'm coming out of the closet. Pe- yeah. pe- people have people go and buy cakes for this kind of thing from bakers. You know, like you know, this is a this is a. <laughs> This is a big moment. You can't just come in and and drop it like that. This has to be done right. It's a ceremony. Look. Oh, boy. The moment's finally come. It's episode 145. Some people call the producer Mr. Producer. I call my producer Captain. And the reason I do that is about to become clear, even though he kind of gave it away, Captain. Um, (laughs) But let me me put it. So, you know, Captain and I are in touch. You know, he produces the show. Um, and others, and I've been writing about this all weekend and talking to people about it, and I got a text from Captain. And what did you tell me, Captain? I just flew by the, uh, by the Chinese balloon. 
That's right. Captain was on a flight. He's a pilot, okay? He's Air Force, right, Captain? I was Air Force 28 years. That's right. He's a patriot. He was in there before it went woke, too. Um, it, it, so, so, I mean, Captain is actually sought with this. I mean, I can't imagine. You've never seen anything like that, right, Captain? No, no. It, it was pretty big. And, uh, and the reason why he came on uh, and disrupted you there is because, you know, Ratcliffe there said if, if there were balloons when Trump was around, uh, pilots would have seen it. And I can tell you, as a matter of fact, when I saw that balloon this weekend, uh, every pilot in that center frequency was pointing at that balloon. Uh, when I first heard, when I went into the, the, the frequency, uh, Chicago's frequency, uh, to check in, I checked in and everybody was asking, where's the balloon? And center would give them coordinate, uh, kind of a, uh, from a point of reference, this is where the balloon is at. And from there on, it was like, you know, FedEx would, FedEx would say, I got the balloon. It's at, uh, it's at two o'clock high United, you know, American, all the pilots were saying, no, I got it. You know, and there was a kind of a commentary going on. If there were any other balloons previously to this one, I can, uh, this size, I can guarantee you that any of the 10,000 pilots that are flying on any given moment of the United States would have seen it. Well, exa- I mean, how big is this thing, Captain? They said three school buses. It was it's big. massive. It was massive. It was and big. It was a- it was up up to fifty thousand uh, above fifty thousand feet. I mean, we fly in the in uh, the highest we f- we fly is about forty one thousand feet. So, uh, I was at thirty nine thousand feet at that time, and that thing was massive. It, it was impressive. It was impressive, uh, and you also have to uh, take in consideration there's less uh, the atmospheric conditions also. Uh, up there, there's less contamination. There's the, the visibility is a lot better. It was a beautiful, clear day. I mean, like I said, uh, as soon as I went to the frequency, I was about 50 miles away from it, and I spotted it right away. And then I flew right under it. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a danger to pilots, right? I mean, I mean, this is the thing. You guys have to worry about birds when you're flying up there. You know, that can wreck <laughs> a plane and cause a problem. I mean, th- exactly. The idea that this happened under the Trump administration and we wouldn't have, and we didn't know about it is so absurd. And think about it's how absurd. disgusting this administration is. This administration found some anonymous sourced report that there were three instances of this under the Trump administration. It's so dishonest and it's a lie. It's a absolute lie. And this is why this administration's so dangerous. This is why our nation is in such a critical uh, 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 point in our history. Because they get away with this. And you have, I mean, Democrats out there were trying to go to town with me on Twitter and elsewhere saying, I'm a clown. I'm, a cl- I'm the clown. You know, I mean, they just believe this. The, the, the problem with Democrats and voters out there is that, look, their party has become so vile and so evil. It, it's so obvious to anyone, well, who still has, you know, two brain cells intact that they have become an authoritarian party. All right, it's so clear what they're doing to the country. It's so clear that Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese, but they will not acknowledge it. They will invent things. They will turn themselves into pretzels to justify it and make excuses because their entire worldview, everything they've believed for their entire lives, well, it's hard. It's hard because they've bought into it. 
and they've defended it. And so they cannot bring their, themselves because they don't have the humility. They don't have the integrity to recognize that this is a problem. And so it is a cult in that sense. And that's what's really concerning to me, Captain, more than anything else is that, look, look, what the Chinese really just did, honestly, in my opinion, was they gave the American people a gift because they just showed us what our leaders are. I mean, he just sent a balloon saying, hey, I paid you and your family off. And now I'm going to put you in a situation where any, any leader anywhere knows what the only decision is, and that is to take it out. That's the only decision. It's like, remember when Joe Biden was so excited to tell us that he took out al-Zawahiri, right? The leader of al-Qaeda who succeeded after uh, Osama bin Laden. Well, in that particular circumstance, he was, one, he made two things clear. He said, I made the call, right? I made the call to kill al-Zawahiri. This was all me. I told him to do it. And secondarily, he said, this was the culmination of years and multiple administrations going after this guy. There's nowhere you can hide was the message. We're tough on this. Well, he didn't have to go and find this Chinese balloon. It came in front of his face. And instead of shooting down an an, an inanimate object, he chose to let it ride. I don't care whether his administration advised him not to or not. Mark Milley... Is a, Mark Milley may be wearing an American military uniform, but he works for the communist Chinese. Play cut one, actually, Captain. Get cut one ready. I want you to hear Milley. I want you to hear Milley. Um, and, then, and then I'll follow up with something. Play, this is Milley talking about China. Go ahead. As you alluded to in the previous question, uh, China's not an enemy. Uh, And I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79. And they've been clicking off at 10% growth for almost 30 years. And they dropped down to about 7% last year or two. And they'll probably drop again, you know, and come into the range of normalcy and 3 to 5% growth. But that's... Well, I really just wanted to hear the first part there. He leads with saying China is not an enemy. Now, I want to I inform you about something. This is from 2013, Captain. It's a, called a communique. In 2013, the Communist Chinese Party got together, and they issued something. It's called Document 9 now. It was sent to the members. It was distributed amongst the members of the Communist Chinese Party, and it was part of their 10-year plan. This is 2013. It's now 2023. Now, what this, what this, what this was was setting the tone for China for the next 10 years, advising the Communist Chinese Party and members what to fight against, what to be aware of. And the West is very clearly their enemy here. They, They list seven political perils that they advise state party members to guard against. And and I'm going to go through this briefly and make you aware of it. And you'll realize that our own government, the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, They also are fighting against the very things that the communist Chinese find ideologically unpalatable. So number one on this list, Captain, promoting Western democracy, an attempt to undermine the current leadership and the socialism with Chinese characteristic system of government. So right off the bat, our beliefs in constitutionality, 
in our republic. They view that in the East, in China, as a threat. The concept of constitutional democracy originated a long time ago, and recently the idea has been hyped ever more frequently. That's what is written about this. So the communist Chinese view this as a threat to their regime. This embrace of constitutional democracy, they write, is mainly expressed the following ways. In commemorating the 30th anniversary of the enactment of the Chinese constitution, some people hold up the banners of defending the constitution and rule of law. They attack the party's leaders for placing themselves above the constitution, saying China has a constitution but no constitutional government. They hate the Constitution. They hate anything that could possibly be held to control them, be viewed to control them. So constitutionality, that's a problem. China doesn't want it. They want to get rid of it. Uh, Number two here, Captain. Promoting universal values in an attempt to weaken the theoretical foundations of the party's leadership. That's right. Your rights have to come from the government. There can be no universal rights if you're an authoritarian. And that's what we see fought here by Democrats in America. Those, the people who espouse universal values believe Western freedom, democracy, and human rights are universal and eternal. This is evident in their distortion of the party's own promotion of democracy, freedom, equality, justice, rule of law, and other such values. Their claim that the CCP's acceptance of universal values is a victory for universal values. So, Number three, promoting civil society in in an attempt to dismantle the ruling party's social foundation. Now, they acknowledge that the civil society is a socio-political theory that originated in the West. The civil society, that's the United States of America. And they say, you can't have this being disseminated. Promoting civil society and Western-style theories of governance, they claim that building a civil society in China is a precondition for the protection of individual rights and forms the basis for the realization of constitutional democracy. There they go again. They don't want a constitutional democracy. They don't want universal rights. These things are antithetical to authoritarianism. Changing China's basic economic system. Capitalism, they rail against here. Because they say these arguments, our Western arguments, they aim to change China's, our country's basic economic infrastructure and weaken the government's control of the national economy. That's right. Authoritarians. Look, China's acknowledging that they're socialists. I mean, they're communists, but socialism and communism are basically the same thing. The point is the government is involved in the economy, controlling uh, the, the producers. So, I mean, pro- okay, promoting the West's idea of journalism, challenging China's principle that the media and publishing system should be subject to party discipline. There you go. The Chinese Communist Party controls the journalists. Some people, under the pretext of espousing freedom of the press, promote the West's idea of journalism and undermine our country's principle that the media should be infused with the spirit of the party. Now, George Washington, by the way, in his farewell address, called this out and said to be to, to, to distance yourself. He said that you know political passions and things, the spirit of the party is a bad thing. These people are saying that this, that their political party, their politics, the state, well, they should be infused, infused with journalists. They should be inseparable. They're an arm of the party. So 
Anyway, my point is, Mark Milley is saying that China is not an enemy. When here you have this being circulated with a communist Chinese party around the same time that Milley's saying that, telling us the West is our enemy. They're a threat. Everything they promote is antithetical to what we want. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but, uh, you know, you, go you, ahead. Get, you get me on something that I'm really excited, excited about, which is, you know, the fight against the uh, CCP, again, not, not against the Chinese people, but against uh, the, com- the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, here in Right America Media, we, 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 where we produce your show, we have a partnership with the Epoch Times, and we're allowed to use some of their material. And this is one of the, the, the they put out a couple of months ago, a great do- documentary called The Final War. The final war for the United States, which is against the, 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 the CCP. And, I, and if you don't mind, I'll take a minute and 30 seconds, and uh, I want to show, yeah. I'll show you this, please. Strategists. Jin San Rong may hold the key to part of the story. Jin is a professor and vice dean of the School of International Relations at Renmin University in China. He is an expert on U.S. affairs and is considered one of the top strategists who has the most sway over CCP leader Xi Jinping. In July 2016, Jin made a long speech at the U.S.-China Strategic Philosophy Symposium. At the center of his speech was the CCP's agenda against America. Of course, we could have other evil tactics, such as furthering the chaos of the world. But the problem with the United States is that it is truly diverse. Among Western countries, the U.S. enjoys the highest degree of democracy. Of course, diversity has one advantage. The people have freedom, such as freedom of speech. But it comes with disadvantages, too. It's very difficult for the people to come to a consensus. The best scenario for the U.S. is that it has a very clear external enemy. If there are two enemies, the United States will lose its focus. This was the situation before World War II. There were two enemies, one Nazi Germany and the other the Red Scare, the Soviet Union. Because of that, the U.S. started fighting internally, even before the war began. Now, if there were three external enemies for the U.S., you could see how that would be a mess, let alone four. So China's strategic goal is to make sure that the U.S. has four enemies, and one of them must be a terrorist group. Russia is like one, but it's not enough. That's perfect timing, Captain. And actually, several episodes ago, I tried to promise, or I did promise, that I would, when I really felt like I had a concrete understanding of what this Russia-Ukraine war was actually about, I would tell you, well, that's actually the perfect reminder. Um, that's really what's going on here. China is behind all of this motion. Look, China is involved now with Saudi Arabia, right? The petro yuan is going to replace the petrodollar. They're going to open it up to other systems. I mean, the, 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 the Communist Chinese Party, they have infiltrated America and sowed division. And the Democratic Party is the spear that does that. LGBTQ, Alphabet Mafia, that's part of it. Um, I mean, all of these, these, these groups and organizations are, they are terrorist organizations in the United States that are intended to divide us and get us distracted. Now, if we're involved in a Russia, if we get involved in a war with Russia, we're distracted. China can go and take Taiwan. They can do whatever we want. And actually, this should be very frightening to everyone. We have now learned that 
Russia and Ukraine were actually pursuing a peace deal not long ago. And the U.S. government actually forced them not to accept it, got involved and said no. Now, why would the, if the goal is for peace, right? If the goal, stated goal, declared goal is to end the war between Russia and Ukraine, while they're on the precipice of coming to a resolution to create peace, why would the Biden administration get involved and prevent that peace deal from happening? Ask yourself that question. And, you know, I got to say, Captain, you know, we've got the State of the Union speech coming up tomorrow, and I'll save you the time. I'll tell you what he's going to do. Joe Biden is going to stand up there, and he's going to call for Marxist revolution, and he's going to call for an end of capitalism, and he's going to call to replace it with socialism. Now, They're still riding this wave of the pandemic. That was intentional. They used that to fundamentally transform the American economy. And the economy they want is the economy they have in China, right? This kind of mishmash of a little bit of privatization, but ultimately it's all controlled by the communist Chinese government. That's what they want here, authoritarianism. And it's so funny, you know, I was looking to see if any Democrats out there were going to hit the nail on the head. And I think this was from NBC, but... Uh, This is their prediction, Captain, and I agree. Um, At the start of his speech Tuesday night, President Joe Biden is apt to proclaim that the State of the Union is strong. Of course he is. This really isn't going to be much different than his last State of the Union, by the way. And so, um, what are they? Let's see here. Hang hang tight. Uh, I didn't highlight it here. I think... Oh, yeah. here's something funny, Captain. So the good thing they say in this article is that expectations are quite low in terms of the quality of a Biden speech and his fluency. If he gives a really good, clear, energetic address, it won't dispel those questions about his being the oldest president in American history, but it will at least quiet rather than feed the. They acknowledge that this guy has no business being president and the bar is so low now. This is the precedent that as long as he can get through a speech and not fall over. Well, that's 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 good enough. You know, you queue up, queue up, cut four. I want you to hear Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn is a South Carolina senator, a black individual. He was instrumental in, in, in making sure that Joe Biden won the uh, primary in South Carolina, which really turned the tide. He had lost in Iowa, lost in New Hampshire, came in fourth and fifth, respectively. And his his chances didn't look good. So he went down to South Carolina. And, and Clyburn backed him, and the black of, well, blacks turned out in force for Joe Biden, and uh, he won that primary. But here's Jim Clyburn. I want you to hear this. Uh, it just it's, it's laughable. Go ahead, this clown. What do you say to the folks who say, you know, the guy is, is too old? Is age, should age be a consideration, or is his, his record and tenure in the Oval Office right now the thing that folks should... Uh, focus their attention on everything should be considered but what is controlling is what you have to do i have seen a lot of 72 year olds not as capable as this 80 year old jim Clyburn's seen a lot of 72 year olds who aren't as capable as the 80 year old joe biden i mean yeah i mean if 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 i go to a cemetery and i look in the ground and the dates match up 
Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree that Joe Biden's more capable than the guy that's dead. Uh, but but that's such a joke. Um, I, I got another one, Captain. Cue up cut five. This is this is Mayor Pete. I don't know why this guy gets sent out. Paternity Pete. I don't know why they send Paternity Pete out uh, as some kind of spokesperson to defend the Biden administration because it's really embarrassing. But here he is on Meet the Press. Um, I want you to hear what he has to say about Joe Biden. Why? The question is, you know, why are people, why is he not more popular than he is? Go ahead and play it. Cut five. He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration. It can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Oh, have you ever heard that before? Biden has too many accomplishments. Too many accomplishments, and that's why his popularity is low, because he's just got so many that we're confused. We, we, he's he's so he's so accomplished, Captain. That that we just we're overwhelmed with accomplishments, and so we just we just can't see clearly through the sunshine in our lives that is this economy and this administration and the wars and China and the Chinese balloons. That's why that's why his approval numbers are so low. Oh man, paternity Pete got he needs another kid. I wouldn't usually advocate for that, but get him out of there. Get him out of there. So, all right. I had a few things here. Um firstly, I've got a few photos. <clears throat> so, you know, they've been preparing for this speech. It's going to be nothing but propaganda and lies. And I want to go through some of them. Captain, just kind of pull up the photos that I sent you one by one. Um and I'll address them. So, here's a tweet from Biden. You'll hear this in his his speech for sure. Here's the tweet, if you're you're just listening. Families are starting to breathe easier. That's right, inflation's down, you know, half a percentage point. Anyway, right as American families are starting to breathe easier, House Republicans propose a 30% sales tax on everything from food to clothing to school supplies. We should be making life more affordable for middle-class families, not more expensive. What's the lie here? Well, House Republicans are proposing a 30% sales tax to replace the IRS, to replace the income tax. Now, all these people are out there lying, and it doesn't matter. Hakeem Jeffries, the same thing. They're just saying, oh, they, they're, I mean, obviously for their voters, what the message is, is you're having a hard time, and now Americans want to raise taxes by 30%. It's an outright lie. And they're also saying that we're trying to cut Social Security, which is also a bold-faced lie. Everyone's come out and said in the Republican Party, those are off the table. But they're still telling the lie. And the Democratic Party is so disingenuous and so evil that they cannot actually have a, have a debate. N- notice they don't have any conversation, Captain, about the merits of the 30% sales tax, which would replace the income tax. They just come out with lies and say, Republicans are proposing to raise taxes on your goods and services by 30% without realizing that you already pay 30% of your income in an income tax, even if you're relatively, you know, middle class. Here's the other one, Captain. Yeah, we just created more jobs in two years than any president ever has in any four-year term. This guy's still stuck on the pandemic era. 
He didn't create more jobs in two years. His administration, finally, after pressure and anger, allowed people to go back to work. Why is this so hard for people? Why are Democrats not offended by this, Captain? I don't understand it. How is this not offensive? It's not true. We shut down our entire economy, created two classes of citizens, those who were permitted to go to work and those who couldn't, and you were told you couldn't go to job. So if I, I mean, I I get tired of explaining it, I guess, to be honest. But if I tell 40 million people they're not allowed to go to work, and then a month later I say, okay, you can go back to work, I did create 40 million jobs. That's not job creation. Here's another one. House Republicans are threatening to cut Social Security and Medicare, putting the dignity of millions of Americans who rely on these programs at risk. I won't stand for that. No Republican has even proposed cutting Social Security and Medicare as it relates to the debt ceiling or anything. No one's proposed that. He's making this up. And I'm, I don't even know if this works anymore. They, they've been doing this for 30 years. But here's some of the things you're going to hear from Biden. He's already told these lies, by the way. He said that uh, the infrastructure law he signed in 2021, he said that uh, we funded 700,000 major construction projects. 700,000. You know, that's kind of like the balloon. If there were 700,000 construction projects, you'd think you'd see them on the side of the road, right? Everyone would be talking about them. Well, the reason it's wrong is because it's 7,000 projects. But hey, who cares? This is the same guy that in quarter two said that he created over a million jobs. And then the Philadelphia Fed happened to look into it and said, actually, it was only 10,000 jobs. But hey, what's the difference in 10,000 jobs and a million jobs really when you think about it, right? No big deal. I mean, it's just so billionaires in taxes. I'm so sick of this. Captain, it's so bizarre to me that even people who think that billionaires or rich should pay more and don't pay their fair share, they act like that money is going in their pocket. I mean, tax Elon Musk more. Is somebody in South Dakota working at McDonald's going to get a portion of Elon Musk's taxes in his pocket? No, it's so absurd. There's, I mean, but here's the lie. He recently said that Republicans want to cut taxes for billionaires who pay virtually only 3% of their income. Now, 3%, he says, billionaires paying taxes. That's not true. That's not even close to true. And you know what? CNN even fact-checked this. Um, the number's actually about 23%. That was in 2018. They paid about 23% of their taxes. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. And we already know that... that I mean... Th- the top 10% pay nearly all the taxes in the country. Um, yeah, I mean, this, I mean it's a, unbelievable. So it, this fact checker, even in CNN, says, uh, actually, Berkeley economists Emmanuel Saez and Gabe Zuckman estimated that the top 400 households paid an average effective tax rate of about 23% in 2018. 3%. But, you know, just make it up, right? Make it up. And, and my favorite lie, Captain is about the deficit, sitting here and claiming that Trump's tax cuts are responsible for the deficit. And by the way, there's two things, right? You have deficits, which are annual, and national debt, which is, a, which is cumulative, right? 
But Trump's tax cuts, firstly, the big lie is that it only helped the rich. That is not true. It overwhelmingly helped the middle class. Everyone got a tax cut and everyone felt it. But they say it only helped the rich. And you can look at the revenue to the federal government. They made more money after Trump's tax cuts than they did before. So these people are just absolute liars. It's unbelievable. And, And the government, by the way, even regardless of the tax situation, which is criminal in America, takes in and has taken in more one year after the other, almost without exception for the past like 40, 50 years. The federal government always increases its share of our dollars. And we get screwed with inflation. Now, notice he doesn't ever talk about inflation. Oh, yeah, here's the... Two years ago, the pandemic was raging and the economy was reeling. But today, thanks to our economic plan, more Americans are working than ever before. Well, there's there's another one, actually. Let me see if I can find this one. This was amazing. So he talks about the unemployment rate, right? Uh, The lowest it's been in 50 years. Well, so the unemployment rate was just below 3.5% in December. That is the lowest figure figure since 1969. But it was also 3.5% under Donald Trump. So, I mean, this guy's acting like he's some miracle worker. He, the economy is not better off than it was pre-pandemic. I mean, comparing... Your numbers especially. And trying to say that, yes, when we things are better than when we shut down the economy and you couldn't go to work. That, that's insane. Absolutely insane. Anyway, those are a few of the lies. You're just going to hear a lot of that. But it's going to be a Marxist speech, and it's going to be attacking capitalism, and it's going to be attacking our constitutional republic, and it's going to be basically a, CC, a CCP chat. That's what it's going to be. But, you know, it's going to be Marxist revolution, but it's uttered from the word, from the lips of this bumbling, doddering, diaper-wearing fool so as not to seem too threatening. I mean, here's another one, Captain, speaking of lies. Uh, uh, it's, it's, the, the earth has not warmed in the last eight years. And there's a fact check, I believe it's from Reuters, Eight cooler years cannot be extrapolated to draw conclusions on long-term global war. So they admit the Earth's actually not warming for the last eight years. But, you know, that's only eight years, by the way. That's only eight years. These people are such liars. Climate change is the biggest hoax, the biggest fraud ever on the American people to destroy our entire economy. And it's crazy to me that people claim that they're taking the intellectual high ground when they claim that they're believers in man-made climate change. It is a hoax. The earth has not warmed in the last eight years. NASA acknowledges it. Everyone acknowledges it. And of course they have to say, well, that doesn't mean anything. Just like they claimed that all the ice was melting in Antarctica and it's actually expanding. Well, that doesn't mean that it's, because it's expanding, Captain, Uh, It doesn't really mean that it is expanding because really we have to look at the aggregate of the years before and after and the climate change just, you know, it could get worse. I mean, idiots. All right. uh, You know, I want to I want to depress all of you. Are you ready for this? Captain, I want you if you are a subscriber to Disney, stop subscribing. If you've got children, keep them 
as far away from Disney as you can. This is this is a children's show for Disney, um, and this is what uh, they are putting in front of your children. Go ahead and play cut to cut six, Captain. Go. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jameson. Well, that was just a little snippet. What do you think about that, putting that in front of your children? Do you see how vile the Democrats are? Now, notice in their message there to your children, they fail to mention that it's actually the Democratic Party who were the proponents of slavery. They fail to mention the fact that white Americans in the North and Republicans, they actually lost their lives fighting to end slavery. Notice how that works. Slaves are still building this country. And This is what they want to teach throughout history. And when you look at the communist Chinese and think back to that clip you saw, all these wars that they want to get America involved in, well, that's number one, the race war in America. The race war in America. Reparations. I mean, it's really uh, astonishing to me. And I got to say, the burden really is on black people in America to fight back against this the most. That's the reality of this. But they're creating a race problem in America where there doesn't need to be one anymore. And it's no wonder that race relations are getting worse. But anyway, all right, Captain. Well, I was going to keep going, but, you know, so my wife, you know, I, we got to go to a doctor's appointment because uh, she's pregnant, 30 weeks. Everything is good. We're doing that 4D scan. I'm going to see our baby's face. Hopefully it looks like me. I'm just kidding. My wife's beautiful. Hopefully it looks like her. We are having a daughter. I hope my daughter doesn't look too much like me. Uh, but anyway, look, we'll be back here tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll talk some more about, about this state of the union. We'll cover it and all that. Um, but look, just understand that the, the, the Chinese just took a victory lap around America. They rubbed it in Joe Biden's face, daring him to do anything, daring him. And they got their answer. So the Chinese now have their answer. It was a test. If we send this balloon, what will Joe Biden do? Will our millions have paid off? Will the government actually prove their commitment to communist China? Well, we got our answer, didn't we? All right, God bless you all. This is Drew Allen, your millennial minister of truth. Until next time. Talk to my friend Drew Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've I've become a big fan of your writing. One of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen has died hard conservative to this guy for wisdom.